welcome back to the Punk Till I Die podcast. I, of course, am one of your hosts, Tom Trauma, and your other host, Liverpool Neil, is standing by. Say hello, Standing Neil. by, yes, yeah, standing by, drinking a Domaine de Page, which from Two Brothers Brewery in Illinois, which I haven't had in ages, but I really like this. So where in Illinois is Two Brothers? Um, uh, It's one of the far western suburbs, I believe, and it's listed mm. as a uh, French country ale, I think. Mm. Uh, so, Neil, I'm... I am doing something that I've never done before, even at risk, and I'm going to tell you about it, even at risk of being accused of being some kind of a, a sissy or whatever. I am doing dry January. Um, I am not. I am not drinking in the month of January. Well, no. at least at least as of ten days. <laughs> so far, so good. Now, why is that? Just I've seen a lot of people doing that. And I'm just wondering I'm just, why. It's a couple things. I want to give myself a little health boost. Hmm. And I just I don't need the calories, and I just want to make sure that I can set it aside for a month or two without it being an issue because man i was really enjoying my drinking going into the end of the year well I, okay i mean but the whole concept of dry january or whatever it's called i yep. i guess i'd never been aware of that yeah, before I so why, i don't care why the hipsters are doing it i'm just doing it so i i know it's a thing you know i don't do no shave november but i'm gonna do dry january but is that is that because most people have overindulged over christmas so they do dry january is that the concept behind it as well? uh, I, I don't know i don't hmm. know why they do it I mean, as a matter of fact, the weather is so shitty. I'm actually drinking more. Well, what, <laughs> that's that, fucking what horrible. Is, I have, I have, I have a couple of weekends in a row at the work. So when I'm on, call, like, I'm on this week right now. I'm on call for work. Ah. At any moment, I could get a call and have to run out and take care of a sewer emergency. Yeah, it sucks. Uh, so I can't, so I can't drink these weeks anyway. Ah, gotcha. And I just, I could use to save some money. I could use to, you know what I mean? It's just been a 2021 ended in a flurry, and then I don't. know. Did we talk about this? I don't think we've talked about this, do we? My son on New Year's Eve was out uh, seeing his girlfriend, who lives about a half hour away, hmm. and they were out shopping, and his car died. Oh, dear. Okay. Now, what Murphy kind of car has, did he have? Did he have one of your old ones or something? He has my old car, yes. Okay. He has my older Appel. I have a newer Appel. So it died in a, in a big box store parking lot. So I'm like, well, I don't think it'll get towed right away, and I didn't want to. It was New Year's Eve, and we were, of course, going out, and I didn't want to go over there and get it. Sure. Or I didn't want to give it towed without looking at it in case it was something stupid like a battery or something like that. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't want to spend what turned out to be a great deal of money to have it towed. So the next day, New Year's Day, we're kind of nursing our wounds, just kind of laying around on the couch. You know, we were out pretty late. It was, it was uh, the I blame it on the free champagne, but I'm sure my heroic whiskey consumption didn't help the situation any. Well, hold on a second. Where, where did you go New Year's Eve? I don't think we've talked about that. We went to a restaurant that we really like over by Lakeshore, Muskegon, uh, called. Hank's Tavern. I've been there several times. Never, had, never had a bad meal there. Did I go? I I went to Muskegon with you. I think one time, right? Uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, yeah. When we went to that that year, the real bad pandemic year, 2020. Well, of course, they say it's worse now. But on the beach, right? In, yeah, the place yeah. on the beach that gotcha. was in Muskegon. Yeah, yeah right. Nice. Um, and nice. I went to Holland too, which was where where I sang you, where I serenaded you with David Hasselhoff. <laughs> I mean, the rest of the bar, yeah. And those so those cities are like 20 miles apart, but they're both on Lake Michigan. Gotcha. Um. And then we drank at our local here, the Southside Tavern in beautiful Coopersville, Michigan. Oh, that sounds nice, man. That's it's always yeah, it nice good. to have we a local. With the, yeah. We went with uh, Scott and his wife, and yep. uh, you know, there's a few other knew quite a few of the other people hanging around. But yeah, so I was pretty much drinking them as fast as they were bringing them, and then they bust out the champagne, which I don't know if it's because I'd had so much whiskey, but I swear this is some of the better champagne I've had in my life. <laughs> yeah, I think the whiskey went. <laughs> but we were just slamming it down, and it was anyway. So, so to to bring the story around. 
in this masterful piece of storytelling here. So the next day, what does my son want to do? Well, his car is dead, but he wants to go see his girlfriend, right? So you have to drive him. I'm like, fine. No, I'll take my car. It's fine. So he takes my car, Uh-oh. and he it was real slippery out, and he slid through an intersection and, like, hit a curb sideways with the tire and, like, broke the a bunch of the axle and stuff. Oh, no. So he fucked up two cars in two days? Dude, we had two <laughs> dead cars in two days. So this is my So this is my beginning of the year. I just went and picked up my car yesterday. I parked it back in my driveway. It looks exactly like it did two weeks ago. Two weeks and two thousand dollars later, I have the exact same car. I had two oh weeks shit! Well, are you making him pay? Nah, no? that's the point. Yeah. And then he doesn't have any money. You know, he's he's yeah, sport, right. yeah, yeah. sport. Yeah. And then, uh, but his car got fixed too. As of right now, all the cars are fixed, and it was like uh, twenty seven hundred dollars between the towing and the fixing. So. So what was the matter with his? Uh starter. Ah. Uh. Back in the old days when I was a younger man, I would have tried to fix that myself, but it's too cold. I really don't have anywhere to work on anything. Right. And I'm just done with working on cars. When my dad sold his shop and got rid of his, he had a lift, like he put cars up on and, mm-hmm. and work on them. Once that was gone, I'm like, okay, that's it. I'm done. I'm done working on cars. Meanwhile, I'm making more money than I ever made in my life. My mechanic still gets like three times what I do an hour. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> right? Brutal. Yeah. It's pretty brutal. But uh, yeah, that's how my new year started out. But anyway, yeah, so we're, we're, I'm just, anyway, I'm just taking it a little easy into the new year. I'm trying to eat a little better and i cut the alcohol out and it's not forever but the thing is i don't really have anything fun coming up you know i don't really have anything planned until march well that makes it even more likely that you would drink at least for me when it's not me man no it's just nice ice water and you know i'm taking to the british tradition i'm having a little cup of tea because you know cup of tea is way better than rich food and alcohol <laughs> sure it sure is <laughs> i'm trying to tell my body that i'm like you drink this tea it makes you just as satisfied as you would if you had that extra taco so the and question- a couple of glasses of <laughs> So the question is, though, are you taking an English style with milk and sugar, or are you just having it like ah. green tea or something? Yeah, whatever, black tea, green tea, the fruity ones, whatever. Just a nice nice well, cup of tea. Pretty different. <laughs> I, I, I guess. But Jesus. no, we don't put milk. I've never put milk in my tea, no, and I don't put sugar in my tea. Wow. Just straight up, straight up. Hmm. My parents were not coffee drinkers when I was a kid. We always drank tea. Like at Sunday dinner, you'd have a piece of cake, and you'd eat, drink tea with it, you know? Like mm-hmm. you'd have tea with your dessert. Um. But I, my wife's a coffee drinker, so I'm a coffee drinker now too. So, but yeah, my new, my new ritual. I drink tea and then I get up and pee twice as often as I used to. That, that dude, that is true. Like if I, ha- if I have tea after eight o'clock at night, which I do sometimes, you can just about forget it. I'll be up at midnight. I'll be up at three. I'll be up at six, peeing like a racehorse. Yes, that's right. Yeah. The name of this podcast is Punk Till I Die. Pee till I die. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> we talk about we talk about whatever. Yes, we, talk, right. we, we talk about we talk about prostate. That's how old and we of are. Course, yeah, exactly. Our prostate health. You can reach us, of course, at Punk Till I Die seventy seven at Gmail or the Punk Till I Die podcast. Send us a message. Ask uh, for we stickers. Got, we still got some stickers yeah, left. Yeah, I think. Some stickers. Yep. Send me yep. your address, and I'll send you some stickers. Yep. Um, I have some. Um, and I said I mentioned too. You know, if you have a top ten list. Because obviously it wasn't that long ago that the year ended. We did our top ten list. If you have a top ten list, share it with us. We've got a couple. Yep, we do. Um, and we'll probably share those with you today. And uh, so anyway, let's let's play a song, Neil. Shall we play a song? Or, or, or as I say, you want to tell? Well, yeah, let's play a song. I'm gonna yeah, play a song. You play a song. All right. So one of the new records I just talked about getting was the new Jason's Seven Inch, which they've done a split, but this is actually like their first official Seven Inch release. 
and it's called The Jarvis House, and this song is called Murder at the Jarvis House by the Jasons. So uh, hold on one sec. So how how is this new or is this old? It's new. It just came out. Oh, it just came out. Okay, cool. Okay, so this is the Jasons with Murder in the Jarvis House. They say that sometimes good things come from tragedy. Well, baby, this ain't one of those times. the jasons there with murder at the jarvis house um west so, virginia's finest so yeah so remind me again so they're like a, a horror movie uh horror movie themed yeah, band they all, they all wear thing, jason right? masks when they play yeah they're big ramones core and also like a lot of the 90s like they reference some of the 90s pop punk stuff like i wonder if that song is even like a reference to the great screeching weasel song murder in the brady house i'm not sure hmm. but uh 
yeah, they're they're cool. I can't even though I can't imagine playing a show wearing those masks. Right. Well, it's the same. We thing, used but... to have one of those Jason masks, and my brother, my my brother, who always drummed for our bands, like he could wear it for like half a show. Mm-hmm. But I just can't imagine singing through it and all that. But well, it's the same. It's the same thing with Masked Intruder. I have no idea how they get through like an hour set wearing those stupid fucking masks. I mean, no, you know the uh, whatever you call those things. Right? You should make ski a masks, meme, right? Ski mask. If Intruder Green can wear this for two hours, you can wear your paper mask to the grocery store. Yeah, right. Well, Intruder Green isn't in the band anymore. At least it wasn't the last time I saw him. Whichever one. Which, so, so is it just the one guy that's only that's been in the band the whole time? Well, I think I think Intruder Green is. A, I don't think he's officially left the band, but I believe last time I heard he was stranded in Europe. So huh. that was when COVID was bad. He couldn't make it back over. So when I saw them, they had Intruder Brown playing guitar instead of Intruder Green, and he was not a mm. patch on the... Running out of colors. Yeah, 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 because now they have uh, yeah, the girl bass player, right? I think she's purple. purple. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And someone told me that the drummer wasn't the same drummer, even though he was still wearing the red mask or whatever. He wasn't the same drummer. It's like, it's like Kiss, right? Yeah. Just get a new guy <laughs> and just throw the throw the, the stupid fucking up. painter, yeah. Yeah. Were you a Kiss fan? Uh, kind of. Hmm. Um, I I I, I kind of am a fan. Of, I mean, it's they're one of those bands where if you distill their catalog down to like twenty songs, they have like twenty great songs. But most of their albums were filler, and you know they had a bombastic show that was fun to watch. And I saw them, uh, I saw them a couple times after they put the makeup back on, which boy was probably like twenty years ago now, more than twenty years ago. And then I actually saw them once in like their hair metal era when they took the makeup off and they were just like trying to be. Trying to be like White Snake or something. <laughs> so why did they do that? Because they're ugly fuckers. Well, you know, beauty's in the eye of the, eye of the beholder, Neil. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'll be the judge of that. I mean, there's a long line of women who think Gene Simmons is very attractive. Are <laughs> <laughs> there? The tra- well, the, they're on in the trailer park. Ouch! <laughs> Ouch! Maybe. Maybe. Ouch! Man, we've already have a, a West Virginia reference and a trailer park reference. We're really <laughs> yes going back to our our roots. Well, not our roots, but somebody's roots. Hitting the white trash tonight. So what you what did you do for New Year's Eve? Did you go out and hit the town or what? Um, were you no, like in bed by I, nine? Well, no. Well, I was. I think I was home by eleven. Um, I think we were watching movies or something. Or some I don't remember what we were doing, but the people downstairs were having a party, so I was having a party too. There you go. So they Did were they playing, shoot guns at midnight? They were, nah, they were playing music till one thirty though. And it was, and the, you know, even though this is an old apartment building, for some reason, man, everything they were doing was, was coming through the floor, like, like, like as if they were in my in my room, right? Um, I mean, I, and I and I hate to, you know generally vaguely characterized but based on your neighbors i'm gonna assume that they don't like the same kind of music you do no they don't and i'm gonna say there's a little more and a little more hip and a little more hop in their step right well those people moved down to the first floor so we got some um those people neil really yeah well the people that you know that's what i meant the people that you knew that lived on the second they moved out you heard it here first those people so we got um we got some um I'm not sure where they're from but they're Hispanic for sure they're on the second floor now uh, and so they were playing that fucking annoying reggaeton you know what that is uh, with that fucking beat now your old neighbors the apartment always smelled of bacon and weed bacon and weed yes it was the so two what classic are your, uh, smells your new Hispanic neighbors what is the smell is it like tortillas and 
Um, tequila or what is it? It's it, probably uh, weed also. Nothing so bad, but every once in a while it smells. It smells like they're cooking feces. I don't. I don't mm, know. I don't a, know what they're doing. <laughs> but um, yeah, it does smell like they're cooking feces every like once a week or something like that. So I don't. Mm. <laughs> it's some special thing they're cooking up. But um, mm, yes. But anyway, so they Ancient were having family recipe feces. So the uh, the annoying thing about it, Tom, was so at about one o'clock the music stopped. And it was one of those things where like, ah, well, I can go to bed now, you know, 10 past one or whatever. And then a quarter past one, it started again, (laughs) just when they like lulled me, false sense of security. They probably had a live band. But they, 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 it, it did stop. At, it did stop at one thirty. Is uh, you, so, can, you, know. you have to do like uh, like when Scott and I travel together to go to shows. He uh, sleeps where the earplugs in. Well, that's what I was about to do, but I decided my snoring is like a chainsaw massacre. Well, here's what I did. So because it was annoying me so much, I knew I wouldn't be able to sleep. So I actually just watched the second season of The Witcher, and I just watched like four ah. episodes of that super loud. Uh, but my son loves that. Is that any good? It's actually it's pretty good. Yeah, if you, if you can get you know if you like fantasy or Lord of the Rings type stuff, it's uh, it's an it's a fa- they play fast and loose with timeline. So if you don't pay really careful attention, you have no idea what the fuck is going on. You know what I like is Ink Master. That's my favorite show. Oh God, really? That, that tattoo contest. I love that show. I, I love it. Well, there's only two seasons of it, right? And it's the same thing every. Oh, there's like ten or eleven seasons of it, but I only have like four of them available on my services i'm not, not paying for him was that the one with the guy from uh who's the famous guitarist guy oh yeah dave navarro dave navarro yeah that's one with him oh, right dude, i have the best dave navarro song remind me to play that sometime the bugs have the best dave navarro song okay the bugs the bugs were uh dangerous dave who played bass for the queers had a band that he fronted called the bugs they were very obscene very matter of fact if we do do another dirty show they had a bunch of they had a great songs like, you know, Email from a She-Male. And I'm trying to remember what the – Going Down to Brown Town. They had a lot of great <laughs> – oh, oh, dear, dear, dear. <laughs> a lot of great high-end high end songs. They were fun. Their first album, I think, had 10 or 11 songs, and it all fit on a 7-inch. Very just quick, little, fast, fun songs. So I see. I see. Anyway. I anyway, so, anyway, so that was my New Year's, watching The Witcher, and they're getting annoyed by reggaeton um, while go. people, like, dance the – and they have like sixteen kids down there or something. I don't know. There was something <laughs> screaming and. <laughs> hey, so well, so listen. Why don't you give our listeners a sample of reggaeton for those of who don't know what it is? What's uh, what's what song you want to play for us, Neil? Uh, yeah, we're not going to do that. Um, <laughs> yes, maybe some other time. Maybe some other podcast. You know, we'll be playing that for you. But it's got that it's super annoying fucking beat. Oh God, I can hear it in my nightmares. Anyway, anyway, at least it wasn't. Uh, eh, never mind. At least they didn't go till two thirty. Well, yeah, I mean, one time that when the other neighbors did live on the second floor, they did have a New Year's party that went on till like two thirty in the morning, and they got so drunk they all started singing loud, and then they started singing like spirituals as well. It was quite the it was quite the time. Well, what I will say is, I've been to your apartment several times, probably ten times or something. I've never heard the neighbors. Right? No, no normally so they're they really must good. have to get pretty noisy to get up there. Get up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they are. They're really good on the whole. It was just at New Year's they like to cut loose apparently, which. Uh, well, me, me too, man. Free champagne. Which I never, I've never really understood the the the, the beauty of uh, of New Year's. I've never gone out on New Year's really because it's just another thing, day. Not a thing in England. Well, it is for some people, but to me, it was well, just like so. It's another fucking another day. New Year's Day off. Yeah, we had know. a four day weekend, which was all right. But I mean, normally, like when you were a kid growing up in England, Dad get New Year's Day off. Um, I guess I don't really remember. Like I said, it was, you know, you didn't what we buy d- any extra coke or anything. 
Uh, no, that was still a Coke from, from Christmas. What are you talking about? We had, out. Yeah, we had 24 cans and that would do us till like middle of January or something. What are you, <laughs> what are you saying? Um, and my mom would still, oh, it's so funny looking back, man. My mom would still have the same snacks she put out on Christmas Day and they'd still, they'd still be on the, t- on the table at New Year's all stale and like, yeah, just miserable like twiglets and shit. The people from England all know what twiglets are. Uh, all the stuff that people didn't want to eat at Christmas would still be on the table at New Year's. Well, there you go. Yeah, there you go. All right. So, what are you going to play? What are you going to grace our ears with? Well, I got a I got a whole uh, theme today because, as you Ooh, know, see, I... that's usually my that's usually my area of expertise. But Neil's got a theme. All right. What is it? Well, it's because I went to a show last Saturday. Are you going to tell us, or are you going to, or are we going to have to guess? No, I went to a show. Remember, I went to a show. I that's went right. to see the Meteors for the we'll first time since 1983. So we'll talk yep. about it later. But I, that's that's going to be my who I'm playing songs by today. So. Ooh. This is, um, what I'm going to play first is um, the first Meteor's EP came out, I think, in 1981. It was called Meteor Madness. Uh, So it was, like, really the first Psychobilly EP. If you don't count the cramps of Psychobilly, which I don't. I kind of do, but that's right. Yeah, well, see, but they hadn't coined the term. The Meteor's coined the term. Uh, So, yeah, 1981, Meteor Madness, and this song is called Maniac Rockers from Hell by the meteors. Maniac Rockers from Hell, uh, from the Meteors from 81, from uh, Media Madness, which was actually a short movie they made. It was about the devil comes to London or something and goes to see the Meteors or something. And it was about a 20-minute movie, 
And do you remember? Oh, see, you wouldn't know this because you weren't a Scar guy at all. But um, like the specials and the beat and madness and stuff, they put yeah, out the big, a, the big ones. Yeah, they put out an uh, they put out a movie in 1981, movie and a soundtrack that did very very well. And oh god damn it, the name of what it, was that called? The name of it is escaping me. God damn it. Mm. But anyway, they put on they put on this movie at you know on the cinema on the on the movie theaters in England. Sure. And um, Dance Craze, that's what it was called, Dance Craze. Mm. And um, you'll, you've probably seen it around. It's got like a black and white uh, cover of, and like a sketch of like someone's foot wearing a loafer, like dancing with a black and white checkerboard and shit. It's very, very stereotypical. Mm. But anyway, Dance Craze. So that that played all the first first run movie theaters in England. And Meteor Madness actually was the uh, was the short that um, was like opening up for it kind of thing. That was like the preview hmm. preview movie, yeah. So, um, a psychobilly band opening for a ska band, yeah. The scandal, yeah. Well, there you go, yeah. It was all it was all new at that point. So anyway, yeah, media madness. Hmm. So, um, do you want me to get into the show? Yeah, on, let's on Saturday? Talk, let's let's talk about this. So so you know we went you and I that is, and Scott and your friend Jason and your daughter and a few other people went and saw the Queers play a couple nights in a row in Chicago about a month ago. Yep, we did. That's the last show I've been to, and I literally have like a three-month break as far as I know right now. But you have some stuff coming up, and you also managed to catch a show last uh, Saturday. Saturday night, right? Yep, last Saturday, yep. So um, and there's a lot of funny stories around this. Um, but yeah, I've got that, and I've got Teenage Bottle Rocket coming up this Saturday, the one that's been twice canceled. <laughs> so, so you – That's so coming you, up Saturday. Um, yeah, I saw like you made a comment on the Facebook post about this. Like, isn't this supposed to be with Teenage Bottle Rocket? I'm like, dude, read better, read better, read the thing. I don't know if you went back and looked at that. Did you? See, you know what I'm talking about? No, because they must have edited it. Because it said, it said, uh... no, it just had the other bands really small on the little flyer thing. It had them like they were the headliner. It had the other bands really small. Because the one I saw Dang. said said Brendan Kelly. Yeah, like, yeah, was, was he, the headliner. He's like the, yeah, he's like, oh, maybe he's headlining that show. Well, see, that's not Maybe as far I've... as I know, but that's why I questioned it because it didn't. Well, then you can go home early. <laughs> yeah, right. That's a that's a fucking good point, actually. So, well, because if everybody else plays still, I think everybody else is still playing. I don't, I don't know, whatever. And, and you know what? Maybe you stay around. He's, he seems like a good, seems like a good chap. Like I said, I've met him a couple of times. He's a nice guy. Yeah. Well, I. Um, I but so you so you see so eighty three you saw. The meteors. The me- okay. The meteors I saw numerous times in between, like eighty one. Well, but the first time was oh, you saw them. Okay, so the yeah. first time was eighty three. No, the first time what? was the first time was eighty one or eighty two. I saw them like three or four times within like a three year span. And eighty three was the last time. That was the last time, twenty third of February eighty three. And the reason I know is because I sm- smuggled a cassette recorder in there and I recorded the show. That's so, right. We've talked about this. Yep. That's right. And it was classic because. There was a huge fucking fight halfway through the show, and small club, and the band stopped. People were throwing bottles at the band. You can hear the bottles smashing on the cymbals. Um, Paul Fennick, the singer, he he got a baseball bat out from behind his amp and went <laughs> running into the crowd. It was um, the media show. No sa- see, there was no safe space in nineteen eighty three. No right? fucking safe space there at the all. The singer no. had a baseball bat. That is so <laughs> macho, man. <laughs> Well, now they would crawl under a bunker and write a book about how traumatized they were. So, um, but the funny thing is, on the cassette, you can hear all this happening. 
you can hear him say, you, you cunt, and like, like bottles smashing on the cymbals and shit like that as the song breaks down. And it's Dude, just all we open our record-pressing plant, we are so making a bootleg of this. <laughs> I doubt the media's will fucking come looking for me. Um, I was going to say, but we're not, we're, not put, we're not asking their permission. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so that was the last time I saw them. So that was 83, because then I went to the States later on in 83. So I, I never got to see them again. So, um so 39 years. So I'm just it's amazing because you know I've seen I've definitely gone like 30 years or close to 30 years, but that's that would be I've never gone that long between bands. That's amazing. That really tells you how long you've been doing this thing, pal. So if you remember, um when I went to Irvine last summer, yeah. They were supposed to be playing uh one of the clubs. I can't remember what the name of it was, kind of famous club in um one of the towns by Irvine, and I was going to go. And they canceled on the day of the show, I think because the people didn't guarantee them the money or something like that. So Mm. I didn't get to see them then. And then the day before they were due to play Chicago, so it was last Saturday, the 8th, that would have been, I think. So the day before, or a couple days before, they said that they were stuck in a snowstorm in Wyoming. And they weren't going to be able to make, they were supposed to play Denver, and they were going to miss that date, and then there was another date they were going to miss. So I'm like, oh, fuck, this is great. I'm going to miss them again. They're going to get stuck and miss, you know, miss because of the weather. Didn't this guy a devil worshiper? Can't he call upon his dark lord to help him out? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, right. Yeah, I guess. I guess not. Right. It's a pretty weak magic, man. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the weather is what the weather is, right? But um. So, but anyway, um, like, so I was expecting any part of the day on Saturday for the show to get canceled. And about halfway through the day, they posted on Facebook, you know, driving, still driving. We're planning on making the Chicago show. Uh, (laughs) Oh, this is so typical of me. Um, We just got into Illinois or something, so I think we're going to make it. This is probably about 3 o'clock or something like that. And I wrote back completely innocently, but not knowing how that was going to be taken. um, I wrote back something like, well, Illinois is a really big state. And uh, the doors open at 8. And what I meant by that was, doors open at 8, you have plenty of time. But they took it as, <laughs> they took it as, the doors are open at 8, so you better get a move on. Because <laughs> they wrote me back this really long, angry response. <laughs> Making friends everywhere he goes. Yeah, but I didn't, I, I, and, and I'll be honest, as soon as they did that, I instantly apologized, saying that's not what I meant at all. I just meant you've got plenty of time, take your time, and, and that kind of thing. So Too late. There's already been a curse post, a curse on you. Well, he did. Ask, I was really glad to see, like, an hour later, he was like, oh, it's okay. It was just, you know, it's been a rough 24 hours. I guess they drove 30 hours straight to make this Chicago date. Nice. So, um, well, which is funny because you said it was not a huge crowd. It was not, no. So, um, and I get, okay, so here was the deal. So, Saturday in Chicago, it wasn't snowing, but we got that, uh, and you've probably had this, you get that really annoying um, frozen, frozen drizzle. Oh, yeah. It's just worse. comes I mean, down. It's worse than snow to drive in. Yeah, and we still, we still got it. We still got it on the floor, on the ground because it's been so cold. Um, so basically, for people that don't know, it comes down. It looks like frosting. It looks like cake frosting or something like that because it just comes down and freezes. Looks like Mountain Jizz. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Neil's favorite soda. <laughs> You're the one that said it. Um, I got a, I got a text from my buddy. He's like, dude, Mountain Jizz, that's the best name for a band. Neil needs to add that to his notebook. 
But anyway, so it, it was, I mean, it, it, it didn't even rain that much. It was probably like a quarter inch or something, but it froze immediately. So the sidewalks were like a fucking ice rink, and so were a lot of the roads. So I think a lot of people didn't go out that night because of how bad the roads were. So, um... Doors were... Oh, Jesus Christ, man. There was so much this night. So I would pissed off the medias already, right? So we drive down there, and I was like, well, you know where we went with you at Pleasant House Pub? We had those nice pies and stuff. So that's yep, li- li- that's literally a mile from um, from Reggie's. Yeah, it is. It's like a mile. Yeah, 1.2 miles. It's, it's, yeah, it should yeah. take literally three minutes to drive there. Yeah. So doors were at eight. So I'm like, oh, you know what? Because I went with Laura and Lydia. So I'm like, let's go to the Pleasant House Pub first. And have some have some dinner and have some nice relaxing drinks. Then just wander sure. over to Reggie's. Overpriced, right. some overpriced Scotch ale. So so we drive down there, and we drive down to Pleasant House Pub. The fucking place is closed. Really? I don't know if it's COVID or if well, it was what it was to do with. I've seen a but, lot of places closed because the weather here's been horrible. I've yeah. seen a lot of places just say screw it. I mean, so maybe that was it. But anyway, we get down there, and you might remember that there is really nothing else around there. That's kind no, of a shitty neighborhood. There's that other big club, the Radius, that new club. Oh, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. That was on Cermak, yeah. Yeah. I don't even know if that's open, though. So we're like, well, I don't know the neighborhood. I don't know of anywhere else to eat. So we drove around for like 20 well, minutes. You know, you could eat upstairs at Reggie's. Well, that's what here. that's what we ended up doing. So we drove around for 20 minutes and we're just getting really frustrated because traffic was shitty because of the ice. I'm like, let's just go to fucking Reggie's. So did you park at our new favorite spot or did you? No, we actually street? found parking. We actually found street oh, parking. So that was all right. We went down there when we when we went down there with you for the queers. We could not the park. It was unbelievable. Everybody was double parked. I don't know mm-hmm. where everybody was coming from, but yeah, we there's a like a lot that services the train. It's like a ten minute walk, so it's not too bad. But so this was early because you know we were planning going to Pleasant House Pub for two hours. So this sure. was probably like six thirty. So we got a parking space just, you know, a block up from Reggie's or something and went in. Nice. And we went in the bar side, you know, where we saw Susie and uh, the queers. Yep, yep. Yeah, Very so so we sat there and we had, you know, the food was great and there was, the place was empty. I don't think there was any bands playing that night uh, on that side. At least there didn't seem to be any sign of life or anything like that. Now, the email they'd sent out earlier said vaccination card required and masks required. See now, here's the thing, Neil. Here's 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 what I'm gonna say about this. I the last thing in the world I want is for Reggie's to get any in any kind of trouble. So we're just gonna say that they followed every protocol the city of Chicago demanded on them. Yes, they did. The guy on the way in did check my vaccination status. Yes, he did. And yes, and so, he yelled at you the second you took your mask even slightly off your nose. Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> well, listen, man. Like I said, I, I yeah, I, I don't want to get into any trouble. So yes, well, I mean, the fact of the matter is, I can't believe Reggie's is its own is a, is a is kind of an island. They kind of do what they want, and that's why it's the best club in Chicago by far. Um, but yeah, they do seem to be a little fast and loose with some of this stuff, and you know, here, but here's the thing, right? If you're not comfortable with that, don't go. Don't try to get them shut down. Right. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Agree with that. You got a problem with Reggie's? You got a problem with me? You got a problem with Liverpool? <laughs> Damn. All right. I'm come to your house and pull you. So, um, so anyway, so yeah, so we had some food on that side. Just hung around for like an hour or so till eight o'clock. And... Oh, you sat on that side. You didn't go upstairs. Okay, you didn't go up on the top. On no, because it meant it went, and it was because it was like twenty five degrees. Well, yeah, but they kind of heated up there, right? It's, it's they do, but it, it was like, yeah, we'll just sit downstairs. Like I said, there was nobody on the bar. It's side, like that so. thing, like that thing when COVID hit. It's like, whoa, it's too dangerous to eat inside, so we're gonna like totally enclose the outside. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, we'll make a balloon. They, we'll make a balloon. You can sit in the balloon. Yeah. You're outside now, even though you're inside four walls or what, you know, to government logic, right? Yeah. So but anyway, uh, that's cool. So you sat over there and had a little, you know, you probably saved yourself like a hundred bucks. Yeah, maybe. Yes, yeah, probably did. Actually, well, no, actually, actually, no, Reggie's is not cheap. <laughs> No, it's not cheap, but that that Pleasant Street Pub was definitely a high a higher end kind of place. Nice it was, place. yeah, nice place, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, we right, won. It was, it was we, the only t- place, only time I ever had like an authentic like English meat pie. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, they make really well, good meat before pies. Before that, it was only like before that, it was only like you know Stouffer's pot pies and the little tin <laughs> things. Yes. Mom and dad buy them for you when they're going out. Yeah, indeed, indeed. So if you're in Chicago, <laughs> look up Pleasant House Pub on the uh, South Halstead. It's good. Um, anyway, I'm gonna play another song actually. How's that sound? Mm. You want to play another song before you go further into the show? Um, I don't know. We've been talking for like 10 minutes, I think, haven't we? Yeah, go ahead. Go yeah. ahead. No, you're right. Go ahead. Okay. So um, I'm going to play uh, another song by the Meteors. I'm going to play um, a song called Graveyard Stomp, which they played okay. that night. So, Are we going chronologically, or is there is there an order to your Meteor songs or not really? Um. I guess actually, I guess on this one there is because Graveyard Stomp did come out like a couple of years later after that first one I just played. So actually, it was a B side of a single. So um, yeah, the Radioactive Kid was the A side. Graveyard Stomp is the B side. So when they did play this that night, so yeah, this is the Meteors with Graveyard Stomp. Today is sure of a big surprise. You go down to the woods today. You'll never believe the lies. Media's there with great you know, stuff. Fun fact, Neil, and I think I've actually told this story already while we were recording. Very few people, very few times have I reached out to a guest and got a flat out no for coming on and talk to us. Oh. And I remember I was I was doing some copy for uh, New Noise about some new Meteor stuff. Mm-hmm. 
So I reached out because I knew you were a huge fan. Yeah, I don't really know them at all, but I'm like, Neil's a huge fan. He would be thrilled, I'm sure, to get the Meteors guy on. And he doesn't do interviews. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> at least with us. <laughs> they said he doesn't do them at all. So I, I don't know. So It doesn't matter. You've already made an enemy of him. So anyway, go ahead. Well, like I said, he, he sent me that one response, which made me a little happier. But anyway, so I mean, it gets funnier and funnier. This whole story is so fucked up. So uh, we go in there. You know, we go on, in on the right with the, you know, with the rock club. And uh, yep. the media is standing. I mean, they're standing right by the doorway. You know, they're selling their merch right there. Sure. So uh, Paul is the only guy from the only original. He's the he's the guy who formed the band, Paul Fennick. He's the singer guitar player. Yeah, he's a singer guitar player. And then there's a, there a trio still. It's always been it's always been a three piece. Yeah, um, yep. rotating cast really. They've had a drummer for a while, but I think sure. I think the bass player was new. But um, anyway, so we go in, they're talking to each other, and they looked exhausted. I'll be honest, they looked absolutely exhausted. They looked like they'd been driving for 36 hours straight. Mm. Um, so I, I, didn't, I didn't say anything then. Uh, I thought about it, but I didn't. We, I, I walked in, we got, we got some drinks at Reggie's, and then we went upstairs, you know, to the, to the balcony. Chill out the leather couches. Yeah, chill, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, there was probably only about 50 people there at that point, maybe less, you know, when doors opened. So, um, first band, oh, Jesus Christ, dude. First band was a band called the Gooligans. Which, That's not a good name, Neil. No, they it, should definitely buy one from you. It is It is not a good name, and they were not, I, you know, I, I feel bad slagging a band, but goddamn, these guys were not good at all. What 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 were what were they doing? Were they doing like a psychobilly thing? It was supposed to be psychobilly, but it really seemed like it was a band that had. It really felt like it was their second practice. <laughs> that's the that's the way it that that's the way it seemed. And the and they had a female singer who was um uh Jesus how do I put it without being horrible um well I have no idea because I have no idea where you're going uh, she was semi retarded she was. <laughs> Yeah, that, yeah that, that's more sensitive, sure. Um, Quadriplegic? Come on, what was she, it? She was trying to act sexy, but she was not sexy at all. Um, and not even like in an Elvira kind of way? No, no, when she couldn't sing. And let's mm. put it this way. It sounded like it was a second practice, and yet she was still the worst part of the band. Mm. Um, and uh, like every, but every few minutes, she had this weird appendage on her crotch. And like every other song, if the crowd wasn't giving her any any attention, she would get out like one of those grinder things, you know, like a burlesque dancer, and start grinding it on this metal on her crotch, and so sparks would fly out. Oh, like a me- <laughs> oh yeah yeah like, yeah, a, like I mean. a sideshow yeah yeah like a sideshow thing. So um, that was that was her deal, and um, huh. the band. I was... mean that's. Not that's something, I guess. I felt bad for the guitarist because the guitarist could, you know, could play, and um, and I just felt bad for the for the rest of the band because it was just mm. not good. The best thing about them was they had a song called Zilf, Z I L F, Zombie. I'd like to fuck. Um, so I, ah. thought, I thought that was kind of funny, but there you go. The idea take was the, the idea was better so than the take, song. Take this as constructive criticism. You have you have that one song to build around. Well, no, because the song really wasn't very good. The best thing about it was <laughs> the title. <laughs> You should change the name of your band to Zilf and kick everyone out but the guitar player. There you go. <laughs> so Tough anyway, so Tough anyway, love, man. somebody's somebody somebody's got to be the Simon Call, right? In the mean right. in the meantime, in the meantime, this gets even funnier. In the meantime, Laura decided she was going to go down and try and mend fences with the meteors, right? <laughs> Oh jeez! Yes. Meanwhile, these guys have no idea what why there's fences to be mended. And Didn't she realize? made it. She made it like a hundred times worse. <laughs> 
because she went down there and said, and A, she goes, oh, what does a singer look like? So I'm like, oh, he's, he's bald and got big mutton chops, you know, big, big sideburns. And she goes down and instead she starts talking to like the Hispanic roadie. <laughs> and, Paul's, lives beneath you. and Paul's wife, um, Paul's wife is um, a very attractive young lady and she sells the merch. So Laura was trying to explain to this to this to this roadie guy that you know I didn't mean any any um, any offense or whatever, and you know I this felt roadie guy's like I have no idea what you're talking about. I, right, I, she's he's just looking at her blankly. You know I didn't mean to call cause offense or whatever. And uh, and Marina, wait, wait to wait to let your ex wife fight your battles for you, deal. You well, really grown. I didn't tell her to go down there. She, I thought she was going to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> and she comes back up and it's like, oh no, I think I just made things worse. And I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck did you do? Uh, but then the funny thing was, M- Marina Fennick, the singer's wife, texted me and said, you know, don't feel bad or whatever, you know, come and have a good time. Wow. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm here. I'm Maybe up, we'll I'm get upstairs. him on yet, Neil. Yeah. We got the backdoor connection now. Text the so, wife just constantly until he comes on. Well, so the cool thing was, the cool thing was, so I, um, I went downstairs, so I was wearing a Medias t-shirt, my Worldwide Wrecking Crew t-shirt, and I went downstairs to try and talk to him, and they were in the middle of something, but, um... So I turned around to come back, and Paul walked by me and said hello because he recognized the T-shirt and said thanks for coming. So that was cool. So I guess there you go. All's well that ends well. All's well that ends well. Anyway, so that was just funny. Was the so what was the middle band? It wasn't a psychobilly band, right? The middle band was just like a straight up rockabilly, rockabilly band, yeah. And the Chicago Legends, really, they're a band called the Three Blue Teardrops, and they've been going since ninety one. Yeah, they've been going since ninety one, and they're just, um, I'd say, straight up rockabilly. You know, they do a couple of faster songs, but they're very, very good at what they do. Uh, mm. You know, a bit more country maybe, but uh, sure. very, very professional. They have really good songs, and uh, just better re- than the Gooligans. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> There's no, like I said, they they was like this high school band having their second practice. Um, <laughs> Three Blue Teardrops were great. Songs are great. Well, they only played for like a half hour, but uh, very very enjoyable. And uh, and then the media's came on. So so by this time, so you, so so what do you, what do you estimate the crowd at? And I'm gonna say that you always estimate the crowd a little smaller than is accurate. But you you didn't think there was that many people there at this point, right? Hundred people. So there's kind of people up by the front of the stage, yep. and then the rest of the room is just kind of staggered, like just not very full. At a all. lot of people, like upstairs, was you know upstairs that all the seats were taken upstairs. Let's all put the it old that farts. way. Yeah, all the old farts were. Sitting now you upstairs. went down for them, right? You went I down did. I oh man, and Lydia Listen, came so down with me. You're not sitting in the. You're not sitting in the freaking couches for that. No, um, went downstairs, and. Um, but I so they have a backdrop and they have like the drums and stuff as the as the logo on it. So the stage set was kind of cool, just a three piece. And they start playing, and Paul just looks he looks beat, man. He looked beat. Um, he's probably a little bit older than me, maybe a couple years older than me. So I mean, life on the road, it's gotta be it's sure. gotta be tough well, anyway. But... Traveling by traveling by van, driving thirty something hours, you've right. been doing this for forty years. It's like, dude, your ship's not coming in. Yeah, in the snow and stuff like but that. Maybe they're you know, I guess if they're making a living, it's cool. But man, yeah, I mean, he's very dedicated to his fans and stuff. Like the fans are called the Cattle and the Worldwide Wrecking Crew. I mean, it's a huge thing. I mean, they're really big in with the people they're big with, kind of thing. And they have this, gotcha. you know, kind of like Big what's fish, that? Small pond what's that Turbo Yugen thing? What's that band? Oh, Turbo Yugen, yeah, the Turbo Negro. Turbo Negro, yeah. So it, it kind of reminds me of that a little bit. It's, gotcha. it's it's that kind of level of fandom and stuff. So, but I was the only person there wearing a media shirt. And really, I appeared to be the only person who. I mean, knew they the assumed band. there was some other old 
there had to be some. Other there was. I mean, I mean, it was an. It was definitely an older skewing crowd. They just knew you don't wear the T-shirt for the actual band they're going to see. Like oh, it. fuck that hipster nonsense. That's that's stupid. <laughs> that's stupid. Um, I don't know where that came from. Actually, I don't know where that whole rule came from. But anyway, was it like? Was it from like High Fidelity or something? Oh, maybe. I had that asshole Jack Black. I would like to punch his fucking face in. <laughs> Fat fuck. Um, but anyway, so the band plays, and they played about 45 minutes, 45 minutes to an hour. They played a really good selection from their entire career, from early stuff, early fast stuff, to some other, did a lot of covers. They always did a cover on, like, every album, from 50s covers, but they also do a lot of punk rock covers. So huh. they did a cover of I Hate People. They do a cover of um, Gary Gilmore's Eyes. They uh, a cover huh. of um, Somebody Put Something in My Drink. Interesting. Because Paul always had an interest in punk rock. He always did. So um, huh. anyway, I was the only person dancing, which was huh. interesting. And the whole crew, um, going back to the 80s, they had this thing, the Psychobilly Wrecking Crew thing. Um the dance is called wrecking, and it's kind of a violent. It was kind of almost a thing like slam dancing, but slightly different. There's mm. a lot more flailing of the arms and stuff like that. So I was getting one to one stroke, dude. Doing I'm Neil's having a stroke. I was just staring at you. I'm pushing sixty, and I was the only guy moving to any of this stuff, except for this really drunk guy at the front who just kept flipping off the singer. Um, I had no idea who was playing. Either. No, I don't think he did. I don't think he did at all. So I mean, I it, it was very sparse, like at the front. Um, more people to back towards the bar and up the stairs and then upstairs and stuff like that. But yeah, I was the only person who seemed to be moving to the band at all, except for Lydia was doing a little bit too. But uh, huh. I got video of it. Actually, Laura took video of me from the balcony, which is funny. <laughs> that is uh, that's. It was a really yeah, yeah. it was a really weird show. I mean, I give them all the props in the world for making the show very professional, and they and they did put on a good show. But they were clearly beat, you know. And also the fact that the crowd was so low energy probably didn't help um they played michigan the following night was it grandview i think uh oh no no uh, westland westland okay and uh they so seem to have the old token lounge they seem to have a much better time there because they posted on facebook about how much they enjoyed that show they played with elvis hitler you know and they posted how much they enjoyed that show so i'm assuming they didn't enjoy the reggie show that much and again, I'm blaming it on the crowd and on the drive. But anyway, I'm I'm glad I saw them, you know, first time in 30 years. And, uh, you know, Paul said hello to me, so that was cool. And uh, I I would have hung out after the show. But uh, by that time, there was, a bunch of, there was a bunch of people hanging around the merch booth. And it was like, well, that was weird because nobody seemed to be enjoying the band when they were playing. So that, that just seemed kind of weird. So I just kind of slunk on out. So that was my that was my Saturday night with the Meteors. No. So. How's that? <laughs> oh, sounds like fun. It was. It was fun. I had, a, I had a really good time. And all that nonsense to begin with, you know, with the text back and forwards and stuff like that, it made it, it certainly made it memorable. So, uh, so mm. yeah. So that was that. Um, so I'm going to play another song. I'm going to play the version of I Hate People. So Nice. Yep. So the Meteors were here with their version of I Hate People, originally by the Anti-Noah League. Take it away, Paul. <laughs> Yeah, 
media's there with I Hate People. So Such a great song. Yeah. Such a great song. Yeah. So they played that and like and I was I, I seem to be no, actually you know what? There was some punk rock kids there, uh who I'm assuming they were in a band because they all came together and they were all kind of dressed similarly and they but they all went upstairs. But uh when they played I Hate People, uh they did come down and they did try and get a little pit going. Which they apparently wanted me to join in with, which I didn't. Ah. Which I didn't. Uh, I, I I didn't agree to that. So, I was doing my mm. own thing. But uh, yeah. So, but then they went back upstairs after I hit people had finished. So. So, so yeah. So that was Saturday. It's funny talking about live shows, right? Because you posted on our Facebook page, and I didn't. I don't know if I remember seeing it or not, but. You're trying to go through and remember every band you saw last year because last year obviously was much better than 2020. Because oh, 2020 yeah. was 2020 was horrible. I mean, the only thing we saw in 2020 was that Pegboy Parking Lot show, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, but the thing is, I look back and I go, man, 2021 still wasn't up to snuff as far as local shows because I didn't go to my first show in 2021 until August. Was that the state show that I came to? And then it just started going boom, boom, boom. We went to Maryland and we right. went to, you know, and we went to Chicago twice in October. And we went, you know, I mean, I ended up, you know, and, and I was kind of taking a little inventory of it because I did see a ton of bands. I wrote a little notes here and I know you, I don't know if you ever found your little notes or I not. I did. I did. Yeah. But, you know, here's, here's my, so yeah, we went and saw State and the band called The Elder Gods in Grand Rapids here, and that was just like a free like bar punk rock bar show at a cool like punk bar in GR that's just far enough away that it's irritating for me to go to. <laughs> and then I went to, then I went to Maryland, of course, and I saw like a dozen bands. Oh, we went, you went to that weird what was that what was that festival it was called? called? Savage Mountain Punk Fest. It was so right. much fun, dude. We yeah, should, we should go next year. I well, don't care who's playing. Yeah, and people, if you haven't heard that show where Tom describes that uh, his last weekend, you should listen to that that episode because that's a really fucking fun episode. That's the one. That's one where Neil was like ex- explaining to my wife who does not listen to the podcast. She's like, maybe I better listen to that one. I'm like, thanks a lot, buddy. Yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah, if you want to hear about Tom wandering around in his underpants in the hotel, <laughs> it's not true. It's short, so. <laughs> Stop yeah, okay. That's what you think. Wonder why I'm having dry January. Huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true enough, it hasn't man. True enough. Sense, I swear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So yeah, so I saw a dozen bands there, including Submachine and Reno Divorce and Mud City Manglers and the Cheats and Sloppy Seconds, which was which was it was there was so much fun though. We had, we had such a good time. It was a long drive, but we had a heck of a good time. Um. And then I went and saw. The total okay, so I'm gonna tell you every band I saw from that. I saw Lausketeers, which is female fronted kind of pop punk band, Typhoid Rosie, female fronted punk band, Reckless Threat, which is a bunch of uh they're from Tennessee, I think, kind of a classic punk band. The downstrokes were more like a kind of a jam like the jam type of mod punk band. Mm-hmm. Submachine, who's like a hardcore punk band, and Reno Divorce, who's like a social D type of rockabilly punk band. Then I saw TBD, which was like some young girls mostly playing covers. Middle Age Brigade, which was like a bunch of old guys playing hardcore. Hmm. Uh, Idle Minds, which sounded a lot like Pennywise. Uh, Mud City Manglers, who are a pretty killer punk and roll band from Pittsburgh. The Cheats, of course, from Pittsburgh. We had Todd on, great yep. band. And yep. Sloppy, band. Sloppy Seconds, my heroes from uh, Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. And then and then I went and met our pal Jake. Who's been our one of our arguably one of our oldest fans, longest running fans, 
and we went and saw that Zero Boy show. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that Zero Boy show. Yeah, I would have gone to that. I would have gone to that, but my buddy was getting married. Yeah. Yep, Rick got married. But that was the the best show I saw all year. Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah. Well, that makes sense. I mean, the best, at least the best small show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was so good. And actually, a Grand Rapids band called Dollars for Donuts opened that I had never heard of. Hmm. Or that I'd heard, I said, not true. I'd heard of them, but I never saw them. And then I angered you all when I went and talked about going to see Soul Asylum and Local H. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. And I, I played a song by each. Mm-hmm. And you got Mike the Mailman very angry. I'm going to skip, I'm going to skip punk rock bowling for right now. And then I went and saw Boris Sprinkler in Milwaukee. And I can't remember all the opening bands, but a pretty cool, like, glam band called Indonesian Junk opened. And then the next night we went and saw him in Chicago. Mm-hmm. We, we've talked about all these, of course. And yep. the Mitochondriacs, which is Jughead from Screeching Weasel's new band. Um, and then we went and saw Sloppy Seconds two nights in a row. Oh, you missed it. You missed out the DUIs, buddy. Oh yeah, yeah. The DUIs came and played. I forgot. DUIs yep. came and played our uh, record store thing at yeah, uh, Siren Records. Yeah, at Siren Records. That's right. Yep. And then that later that night we went and saw Sloppy Seconds at Reggie's. With Downtown Brown, Brown, the worst yes. band ever in the history of music. I don't know about that. <laughs> Except for the Ghouligans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We also saw the Mons and the Grand Marquis at that Boris Sprinkler show. Right. Even though we did not pay a ton of attention to them, for being honest. You know, the bummer, the next night I went and saw Slobby Seconds oh. in Indianapolis, and I got there just a little too late to see the covert flops. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Because Scott and I were drinking copious amounts of german beer at this place across the street german beer that sounds it's unusual like, for you it's like beer there's this huge beer garden place it was the coolest place man it was, it was anyway it doesn't matter um and they had a they had a cover band called public animal number no. nine which is an old school alice cooper cover band opening hmm. and then of course i came home and i went and saw the heavy metal show with dead heat skeletal remains crowbar and municipal waste which was sweet and then you, we went and saw the Queers two nights in a row. First night had Hot Alice, Susie Moon, and the Queers. And the second night had Cap Gun Heroes, Susie Moon, and the Queers. So it seems like a pretty good amount of bands and shows, right? Yep. And then when you add the punk rock bowling, the quantity is good as far as bands. I just wouldn't say the quantity is good as far as actual, like, shows. Yeah, I, when I did mine, I didn't – because, you know, a lot of bands played that I didn't actually see at punk rock bowling. So I only counted the yeah, bands that I actually I, went I, and looked only, at. I only took note of the ones that I actually watched. Right, right. So, so at Punk Rock Bowling on Friday, we saw the Uppers, great classic punk band from classic style punk band from St. Louis. Yes, we, we saw did. Peg Boy. Yep. Saw FYP, West Coast punk band. Saw Pears, Dillinger Four, Dwarves, Queers, Descendants. There might have been some other ones for a minute or two here or there, but I don't. I didn't. I only kind of. Wrote down the ones that I had mentioned in my punk news review. Dillinger 4, did you have them? Yep. Yeah, okay. On Saturday, we saw Bay Patrol, which was the opener on the pool party. Then we saw Guttermouth. Then we saw Youth Brigade. Then we saw Leftover Crack, Neil's favorite. Eesh. Then we saw Streetlight Manifesto, my oh, favorite. Oh, God. Jesus. Then we saw now. Youth of Today, which was one of the surprises. Amazing. Yep. And Circle Jerks. Yep. Headlined. And then Sunday, we saw one of our big favorite, other favorite surprise bands, Field Day. Yep. Who were great. And Dag, we saw Dr. Dag Nasty no. spinoff band, right? Yeah. Bit of Dr. No. And I saw MDC, Million Zed Cops, All, Riverboat Gamblers, Luna Chicks, Municipal Waste, Devo. Right. 
you want to you want to you want to go over your list? Is it longer, shorter? Why do what what do you play a song and then I'll do my list? Why do you play okay. that? What do you? Oh, you didn't have the Cobra Flops. You had. Oh, you do. Yeah. Why do you play someone by the Cobra, I do Flops? The Cobra Flops? Yeah. Why do you play this them? This is the one that got away. Whoa. I bought their seven inch Sorry though, but that. I did not get the LP. Even though I got the LP now, I got that. I talk about that. So this song, I, I assume this is inspired by the Warriors. Remember the movie Warriors? Yes, love it. Warriors come out to play. It's so. You know, it's a fun movie. <laughs> go. But the gangs, right? There's like the ones that dress like baseball players, and the ones on roller skates. The baseball like furies, the, yes. The hillbillies with their overalls. It's really cheesy. But the, what do they have to do? They have to get back to Staten Island, right? Yeah. <laughs> Cyrus, the warriors killed Cyrus. <laughs> Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> I oh boy, I have the graphic novel. Maybe I'll read that again. Anyway, so yeah, this is Staten Island, Long Way Back by Covert Flops from their new album, which is called. Oh, yeah, I think of it. Something no. I don't know. Anyway, we'll get it. We'll get Flops. it on the way back. Yeah. I'll look at this. Up. Yeah. yeah, new covert, new covert flop song, Staten Island, Long Way Back. Well, it's a long way back to Staten Island. the covert flops uh from the album mission implausible, mission implausible. that's the that's one right. you wanted i believe right that's with right. staten island there yes. um great yeah. fun album probably should have found room for it on my top 20 but unfortunately i just got it oh jesus cat god and damn get off me god and that's your regular cat scratching you, not your evil cat, right? Well, yeah. Ivy likes to sit on my lap, and then, but then she starts, like, flexing her claws in and out of my leg. It's cats, I think people are getting are quite a best. kick. People are getting quite a kick out of your new cat, Neil. It seems to really be a, really a divisive subject. <laughs> yeah, there's, people either love her or hate her, right? There's my philosophy that she should be put down, <laughs> and there's other people who think that she's kind of attractive, I guess. Dude, and the funny thing is, as crazy as she looks, she's actually the most uh, the most affectionate cat I've ever seen. 
which is like the with the it's the most affectionate cat you've ever seen, which is like the world's meanest dog. <laughs> yeah, dogs are just stupid, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, so the Wanderers. If you haven't seen uh, Warriors, the Warriors. Jeez, I always get yeah, I don't get them confused. It's but like I... it's funny because it's considered a punk rock movie. There's really not very much punk rock about it. It's well, really just pretty cheesy, but it had some like early New York punk guys in it, right? Oh, did it? I think. Hmm. Um, well, talking about that, look, remind me of that again later on because I want to talk about that. But yeah, The Warriors okay. is a great movie, and you should and you should see it if you haven't seen it. Even though, it's like he watch. says, it's worth watching. Some of it's the gangs, like some of the gangs, are kind of cheesy. Um, like well, who was that old girl? Old girl gang. Uh, I don't know. It's like the Judies or something like that. I don't know. Um, but yeah. Anyway, so yeah. So twenty twenty one gigs. Let's see. I started a bit earlier than you because I went yeah. down, you to, down to Florida. I went down to Florida purposefully because yep. COVID was so fucked up that we didn't know if things were just going to close down again. So I decided to go down while I could while bands were playing, and my first gig of the year was in June. And I went down to uh, Gainesville, and I saw um, Teenage Bottle Rocket uh, with Make Make War was the opening band for uh, Teenage Bottle Rocket. Um, Make War. I don't even know how you would describe Make War. Really, they're uh, grungy melo- punk kind of thing. Yeah, kind of melodic. You know, they're they're good, and t- they played. Uh, they're better. I like listening to them live better than I like listening to records. Yeah, they they played they played a small place called Lucy's, which is my favorite place in Gainesville. Um, small bar, probably a couple of hundred people. Um, it was really good, really, really, really good show. You got to hang out with your pal Mark. Yeah, got to hang out with Mark and some of his old some of his skateboarding buddies from down there. And uh, Ray Rocket was coming around, all drunk and smashed out of his mind, hanging out with everyone after the show. So that was fun. Um, then you know, it, 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 one more thing, because yes. if if anybody's, I'm sure a lot of people have seen the uh like this like when neil and i are set up at our table and we're doing like our thing at the record store mark's the one who made that killer backdrop like the the punk till i die backdrop so yeah and he made a logo i mean a logo yeah. that's called classic logo now he was the one that made that so, so thanks if mark. the if the estate of <laughs> don't say don't say a word <laughs> yeah anyway yeah okay. um We'll treat that the same way we'll treat Reggie's uh, compliance policy. Yeah, there you go. Yes, yes. It's all, all, good. Good. It's all good. But yes. It's all good. Uh, well, they had if it on somebody paper. Somebody wants to sue us for something. It was marked. It was all marked. Hey, Reggie, you know what? Reggie's have it on paper. So if you decide not to agree, then I guess that's on you, right? Um, oh, you mean the way things should be? <laughs> yeah, right. Yes. Okay. Um, so let's see. My next gig was, I think, a month later or something. It was a street festival in Chicago. And I saw oh, Masked Intruder that's right. with um, two other bands, No Men, who were an angry feminist band who hate men, apparently, and uh, a country punk band called The Blind Staggers, who I've seen numerous times. They, they open a lot of bands in Chicago. And yeah, they're always good. Definitely yeah. know that name. Yeah, yeah they're good. Um, yeah, No Men were good, too, but, you know, I felt very odd being up front in a sea of women. While they were, were you, all like, did you consider laying down the stage so she could pee in your face? <laughs> uh, no comment. No comment. <laughs> Just trying to get me into trouble. We talked about that, right? We yeah, we did. This, we did. We did. We talked yeah. about all that. Yeah, Mast and True were good, but not great because I don't yeah, want, I don't want to see like a brain damage, like just non sequiturs, right? <laughs> um, what a weird thing to say. <laughs> Mast Intruder were only good, not great, because Brown wasn't as good as Green, so that's it was kind of a shame, I think. But they and I don't think they they played again almost all year, so I'm assuming they're waiting for Green to come back or something. I personally think they've sort of played out. You might be right about that, as and, much and as of course, I loved their first album. I thought every album after that 
I cared less about. And it's just like, unless they're willing to branch out topic wise, it's just, you can only do so much, right? Yeah. I mean, and, and it, and it is, it is funny. The first time you see them, they're fantastic. Because, yeah. you know, we haven't seen any of their hijinks before. The but third then, time, you're like, oh, they're doing that again. Yeah, they're doing they're doing that again. Yeah, they're, oh, there's Officer what, whatever is Officer Bradford. Oh, yeah, he's doing that thing again. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, he's going to take a shirt off. Oh, great. Yeah, strip down to his tidy whities or whatever. Um, so the third band I went to see, as you said, I came up to, uh, up to you. And we went oh, to yeah. see okay. State and the Elder Gods at that weird fucking bar in that weird part of town. Mulligans um, in East Town, yes. And some strange man kept buying us Guinness all night. It was interesting. If you, it was funny that. too because I, I remembered him after a while. But yeah, he played drums in a local band that. Yep. We we drank together at a matinee show, probably a couple of years early. Yeah. And we had his we had his wife or girlfriend or whatever waiting on us earlier at the other oh that's restaurant we went that's to our right bar we went to. yeah where we saw um. Cole from uh, yeah Lawrence yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah Lawrence Cole right and his uh, his lovely female well female friend um, I don't know what was going on there dude there was a lot of uh, what seemed like inbreeding action going on around there <laughs> Jeez, not I'm, with Cole, not, I'm not touching that not with Cole <laughs> but you know the rest. <laughs> yes um, so after that I went to uh, Motorblot was my next one in August street festival in Chicago um, oh, yes, where you got to see the great Slutter Slutter with uh, yeah headlining was Necromantic the Psychobilly band uh, Slutter and then a lot of like uh, roots like rockabilly bands like uh, High Jivers and Rebel Angels actually I think the blue, three blue teardrops played there as well I think they did probably yeah and then they had that Clash cover band London Calling who looked like the Clash if they'd been eating a lot of hamburgers and were very fat um so after that, after that was punk rock bowling, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, after that, Boris the Sprinkler with you at Beat Kitchen. Yep, I had a really good time with that one, man. I was like, that was great. I was loose should, at that one because, like um, I said, in a perfect world, you should have came up to Milwaukee too. It was so fun. I mean, just such a great weekend. But that was great because first of all, we went drinking at uh, the D Man Tap, right? We you yep. and, with you and Scott, and then we went record shopping at uh, at uh, Bucket of Blood. Yep. And then we went back to the D Man Tap and had some more, and <laughs> then we wandered over to Beat Kitchen because it was just down the street, and because we got in right at the doors, we got a seat right by the door, and we're just drinking all night basically there too. So I was That's loose. It. I was loose as a fucking goose for that show. So, um, <laughs> and I really enjoyed it, even though I don't know Boris the Sprinkler as much as you do. I really, I, I did just had a great time that night, and we hung out with Paul and stuff. It was that was a yep. that was a was fun a good night. Time. Yeah, it was a fun night. So next would be the DUIs at our record store um, thing at Siren Records. We did a live show. Uh, DUIs there. Then after that, that same night, Sloppy Seconds downtown Brown at Reggie's. Which was a lot of fun too, because I was pretty loose at that one, and that's when I let down uh, BA by not holding onto the microphone for him. Does here Neil take this? Neil just they uh, yeah. some freaking guy grab the mic, starts yeah. screaming. Yeah, the BA comes around and says, "Where is it?" I'm like, "I don't know." That guy took it. <laughs> but then the funny thing was, you he was like, "I do that every show," and you're like, "I've seen you like thirty times. You've never done that before." <laughs> so I didn't feel so bad then, right? Yeah. Um. Next show was I well actually not so long ago right I drove down to a man. Well, you skipped punk rock bowling too. I did. I did. We'll get back to that in a minute. So, okay. um, my next show after that was I drove down to a to see Teenage Bottle Rocket 
uh, Last okay. Gang and Tightwire. And Hang it's out a, with your old pal. Yeah, at a tiny country bar down in Urbana, Illinois, uh, down at U of I. And it's called the Rose Bowl Tavern. And that was a fantastic but weird, very strange night. Um, and after that was the Queers, Susie Moon, Hot Alice on the Friday. The Queers, Susie Moon, Capcom Heroes on the Saturday. And with you and Scott and Lydia. And they had a great time there, too. That was uh, probably one of my favorite shows of the year, I guess. Just because, especially the Friday one. I really enjoyed the Friday one. Um, See, I, I think I think Saturday was probably better. But, of course, there's no not as much element of surprise. Well, I think it was because it was emptier on Friday. I think that's why I enjoyed Friday more. I don't know. I don't know. I maybe, oh, maybe I was just more drunk. I don't know. I but I I enjoyed that one more. Um, and then so going back to punk rock bowling, which was when was that August or September? Uh, that was in September. So I saw slightly different bands than you because you know. Uh, yeah, we saw a lot of the same, but yeah, we. You, I you went earlier. To, I I normally you didn't went go earlier. To one of the I was saying I know you didn't go to one of the pool parties, and I know one day you skipped yeah. a lot. Of. Yeah. So on the Friday it was uh, Peg Boy and the Uppers at the pool party. Then I saw the Darts, um, Bad Cop, Bad Cop, Dillinger Four, Dwarves, the Queers, and uh, I left before the headliner because I didn't really want to see the Descendants. Because we were starving. That's why I remember now. We were starving on the Friday. And so we left before the Descendants came on. And uh, went to that weird pizza place. Remember the pizza place <laughs> that we met you guys at that one time? I do. Yeah, I can't remember what it was called. But it was good. So we didn't see the Descendants. We didn't see the headliner that night. Um, Probably my favorite band that day was the... Uh, the I thought the Dwarves were fantastic. I absolutely loved them. And the, and the Queers were great too. Saturday, we decided to do, uh, we went down to the Strip. So we pretty much skipped uh, all of Saturday, except for we came back later in the day and saw Youth of Today, who were fantastic, and the Circle Jerks. And then Sunday, uh, Field Day at the Pool Party, the uh, Lunachicks. Oh, actually, I've done this backwards, haven't I? I think it was Schizophonics. I really loved Schizophonics. Uh, kind of yep, kind MDC. of an MC5 kind of thing going on there. Um, I saw MDC, who I didn't really think were very good. Um, Riverboat Gamblers, who I enjoyed. The English Beat, who had a weird... They put a, they had a weird short set. I think I missed set. the Riverboat Gamblers. They were really good. You're right. I think I yeah, yeah they, they were, and they had... Uh, who did they have on stage with them? Some guy with a huge mohawk came and sang one song with them. Um, from the Casualties. That's right, a guy from the Casualties. The English beat set was weird, and then Devo was the headliner, obviously, and we've talked about ad nauseum about that whole, my whole Devo experience. Yeah, they were good, but it felt more like theater than a band, so. Uh, mm. So, yeah, but punk rock bowling was fantastic, and I would go again in a heartbeat. I had a really good time in Vegas. So, yeah, so that was my year, so. Um, I'm going to play another song. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. What are you going to play? Well, it's, it's, I was going to play the, the Jasons and the Panic Beats back to back, but. We kind of call the call the lateral there with the or call the what do you call that? What do you call a yeah uh, audible, audible. There yeah, we go. call it audible. Well, who are the Panic Beats? I've never heard of them. So the Panic Beats are like a I don't even know if I call them pop punk or just punk or what. They were from Saginaw, Michigan. There's actually one guy. I got about three of their vinyl records. Hold on a second. Our... One guy, so it's a one man band. Yeah, I mean he records everything, so I don't know that he I don't know if he plays live or not. Hmm. Um, but it's basically. All like 
songs about being a stalker and a female killer. What the a fuck? Killer female. <laughs> They if I was you, I'd get your gun and go fucking hunt this guy down. No, but but it's really well done. But yeah, it's really different. You just look at the album covers; it might give you the creeps. But yeah, yeah, they're called called the Panic Beats. I uh, I really I, I I'm really sure like John Wayne Gacy recorded some good songs too. <laughs> <laughs> Manson. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I don't know. I didn't think yeah. they were that good. But anyway, I just want to play this band. They're a Michigan band. I guess I think from uh, Saginaw, which is like three hours away, or in the kind of uh, north of Detroit. Uh, quite a bit north of Detroit, but over by the thumb. So yeah, this is uh, the Panic Beats with a girl like you. <laughs> favorite serial killer there the panic well it's funny with a girl right? like I, you because when you when you say it out loud yeah it's just this guy writes all these songs about killing women i guess it does <laughs> yeah, sound it's, bad, it's, huh? it doesn't sound great no yeah i think the i think the witches are going to be after you next they're going to be leave ray rocket alone and uh Come and, get and they'll me. be after you get me canceled Dude, which is interesting. I, which is interesting, actually. I wonder if the witches will be out in force on uh, Saturday for this Chop Shop Teenage Bottle Rocket show, or if they've given up know. by this time. I don't know. Depends if it's depends how cold it is. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> actually, it's not true because it's all like done by you know online, right? Well, it's going to be interesting because Chop Shop isn't that big, so uh, it's going to be an int- and they've got Brendan Ke- uh, Teenage Bottle Rocket and Brendan Kelly and who else is playing? I don't remember. Tight Warrior. Tight, oh, tight, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that Red Scare band, yeah. and the last gang, right? I mean, it's the full touring thing, plus. Oh, I don't know uh, if the last gang, I don't know if the last gang is there because they're from LA, so I don't know if they're playing, but I know Tightwire is playing. 
Whoever's touring with them, it's a three-band package touring, I think. Yeah, and then Brendan Kelly. So I don't know what he's going to do, if he's going to do solo or if he's going to have some of his favorite famous friends playing with him or whatever. I have no idea. I have no idea either. But that's why it's kind of a bummer when you have like a full punk band and then what he's gonna he's not gonna get to play acoustic, right? He's just gonna show up and like sign autographs and <laughs> wave at the crowd. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Be like our jughead. Yeah. Hello everybody. Um yeah, I actually reached out to, to Toby to see if he could tell me what this Brendan Kelly thing was about, but uh, I I don't know if he's replied yet. Stole so, on you. Yeah. I don't know. He was a good guy. When I met him down in a banner, he was a good guy. It's funny, you know. It, it, we had a lot of people reach out and say, "Boy, it was pretty. It was pretty testy with Toby, right?" And I'm like, "Oh no, absolutely not. It was just just fun, right?" Yeah, he was just drunk. He was just drunk, and he was having fun well, with you because you kept asking like, him all these leading questions, and he was like, "Oh." Well, it's funny because I, yeah, I, I mean, I didn't think I was, but you know, it is, it is, it has come to my attention that the things I want to know are kind of off the wall, and I think that. I think that's okay as a selling point because, you know, I mean, we ask bands, oh, you know, how'd you get together or whatever, but we ask the bands the typical questions, but, you know, I think it's okay to get off the beaten path a little bit, right? Well, I, I'd like to think... I didn't hate your mother. Dude, I like, to, I like to think that we ask questions that the that the listeners would like to ask because there's nothing worse... I don't know that that's true, but I, <laughs> you could say that. <laughs> well, well, no, but what I'm saying is there's nothing worse than when you see someone interviewed and you're like, oh, good, I, I can't wait to find out about X... And then they don't ask about that at all. That that's just always well, like the most obvious it, things they don't ask about, and it's like, what the fuck? Well, it's 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 funny because like I, I always said, like one of my favorite people that I'd most be interested to interview would be Ben Weasel, mm-hmm. but he would never he would he would end it after like two minutes, because all I want to know is about the trail of broken relationships behind him. You know what I mean? I well, wanna, yeah, and know. I'd, I'd want to know about that stupid thing with the with the punching the girl, which you know other people I'm still sure talk, he about. talk about. That either, yeah. It's like fuck. You know what? I you know what? And the I, fact of the matter is, you you're more than likely to say, you know what? It just it was just happens. It was wasn't that big a deal. It should not you know you shouldn't be run out of the business for it. Hundred percent. Because like I always go back to someone the animal from the Anti Noah League said. He said, if you come on the stage, you're fucking you're fucking open game for me, because this is this go. is where I live. And because he's an animal, a and, sexual pervert. <laughs> <laughs> a, li- a living abortion dinner. he's a living abortion <laughs> good old animal fucking so, animal. don't uh, make him like that anymore no safe so spaces our, there our, so neil we you you do have a little bit of support here from our pal alan from goldmine magazine he sent us his list of top 10 records okay and he and uh he uh he'll be the first to tell you he loves punk music but that's not like his necessarily his only thing he listens to i know he listens to kind of more like classic rock stuff too. Okay, didn't have like Fleetwood so Mac number one, did he or something? No, no. <laughs> but no, as a matter of fact, number ten, he's got teen- the Teenage Bar Rocket Six Sesh, which mm-hmm. I know you love. Yep. Number nine, he's got Voodoo Glow Skulls, Living in the Apocalypse. He knows how we feel about ska. Yeah. Uh, and and Voodoo, Voodoo Glow Skulls are pretty fun as far as that goes, but not really my jam. Eight, Cap Gun Heroes, Last Call for Adderall, Excellent. very solid. Yep. Say anything soundtrack reissue i thought he was going to be say anything to band i'm like get emo much dude i don't remember <laughs> what songs were on the say anything soundtrack i'm sure it's probably got a, a weird clash song on it or something i mean it's got that peter gabriel song right the one that he holds the boom box up yeah probably. yeah oh jesus great movie yeah great movie can't speak for the soundtrack i know he wears a lot of cool t-shirts like i know he wears clash t-shirts he did, yeah he was a big clay he was a big clash fan. what's his name he's the guy from, he's from chicago isn't he um uh his name is john something kuzak kuzak yep um, this this is this is one I got an issue with. Well, I don't because I'm sure the album's fine. But Homeless Gospel Choir. This is a protest song. Number six. Mm. 
Number five, Melvin's five-legged dog. Wait, did you say the homo gospel choir? What? No, the homeless gospel choir. Have you never, oh. never heard of them? It's actually a soul guy from from Pittsburgh. We've talked about him a little for, bit. For a homo gospel choir. His name is Derek. He's a very captivating performer. His name is Derek. <laughs> I remember talking about. We went and saw. I think I remember you talking about them before. We went and saw him at like a, this weird art space. Over in the same kind of by that neighborhood where Mulligans is, that weird neighborhood, but it's like it was a real artsy fartsy, like the kind of room you'd rent out for a, like an art gallery or something. Yeah, sounds great. And, and they were performance art, punk... nothing can't beat it. <laughs> well, and they were having a punk show in there, and like we were drinking like PBR Tall Boys out in the alley, you know, like behind. And uh, the Bloody Lips played really loud punk set, and then we were outside, whatever people were smoking. And, you know, whatever, running to get a beer quick because you couldn't drink in this place. It was like a carpeted room, you know. And then he just goes in the corner and he just starts playing and people are like sitting around like Indian style on the floor listening to him play and tell his stories. And it was fairly captivating, <sighs> but I suspect we agree on very little. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, boy, my list got bogged down. Melvin's number five, five-legged dog. Yep. Number four, Danny Elfman, big mess. I wonder, now was that like rock? Danny Elfman, the guy that does the soundtracks for like, but movies? wasn't he in Oingo Boingo or something? Uh, yeah, I believe so. That sounds kind of right. Yeah, I mean, is he doing like a new wave thing? I, I, he did. He does the Simpsons, right? I think. Dude, I have no. I'm gonna look it up right now. All right. Next is Failure, Wild Type Droid. That's an interesting one. Failure was kind of like a third tier grunge band that like used to play with Tool and Quicksand back in the day. I didn't know they were still around. Number two, Amigo the Devil, who we've played. That's like a dark, dark, folky kind of thing. Number one, Neil. Naked Raygun. Naked Raygun. Yay! See, people are coming around to me, and that's what What's-His-Name said today. Our good friend Matt, the Lord of Logansport, yep. right? Yeah. And maybe, I, maybe I, listen, I will be the first to admit I should probably give it a couple more spins. I let's do it a couple times. It just didn't really, didn't hit me, so I better... I better go back and listen to it again. It's just because we're not from Detroit. If they were from Detroit, you'd be all over it. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Well, that's interesting. What else did he say? What was that? Nothing. It? He just sent us our list because I said, hey, send us your list. All right. I well, think some other people might have too, but I lost it. Danny Elfman, eh? So what, what, what was his album called? I don't know. Whatever came out in 2021. Huh. Yeah, he was in Oingo Boingo. We just looked it up. Yeah, he was the singer-songwriter for Oingo Boingo. There you go. What was their big hit? No, not a clue. Oh, not I, mean, a clue. I mean, I remember them, but yeah, I don't, I don't remember the big. Not a clue. You're not thinking of Wall of Voodoo, are you? No, their big hit was Mexican Radio. Love yep. that. Yeah, I love that song. Actually, 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 they, they're Wall of Voodoo, really good. Were they? Yeah, I only really, know really that good. one song. Yeah, very, very good. Um, hmm. Yeah, yeah, I like them a lot. Um, actually, you know, do we're talking of top tens? So let me throw this out there. I'm just throwing this out yet. I I haven't talked to you about this, so I'm gonna throw it out at you. Um, yeah. I was looking at. I was trying to find punk rock music documentaries on like Amazon Prime or something. Okay. And I just did it. I was just like, you know what? Do a search. Um, what are the top ten punk rock movies of all time? Did that on Amazon. And this According is to Amazon. And this is what it gave me. So this is interesting. This was from something called uh, Trial TV. The but top... here's the thing, right? So this is on the, the top ten that are on Amazon. So it's only the ones on Amazon. Well, no, this was something. This came from something called Trial TV, which I don't know what Trial TV is, but it seemed to be they rate movies, they they rank movies or something like that. Mm. So this was their top ten punk movies, and it's interesting. But um, I haven't even heard of some of these. So number ten, 
was a movie called Joysticks. Have you heard of this from 1983? I have not. I had not heard of it either, so we'll we'll leave that one there. Number nine was Sid and Nancy from 86. You've seen that but one. That's I've like seen. a that's like a real movie though. Oh yeah, these are all movies. These these aren't these are not documentaries. These, these are all movies. Oh, not documentaries. Yeah, okay. I was looking for documentaries, but then I couldn't find one, so I was like, "Yeah, I'll look for punk movies." So I said, "Oh, find What's, me top so punk I, movies." I, I like Sid and Nancy. I think it's pretty good. You like it? I thought it was absolutely abys- abysmal. Okay. Embarrassing. I think Gary Oldman overacts like a fucking idiot, and it was Johnny Rotten comes across as a cartoon joke. I mean, it was Sex Pistols come across as a joke. I I thought it was dreadful. Um, the Sex Pistols were definitely secondary. It wasn't a Sex Pistols movie. But anyway, go ahead. Next one. Um, number eight was a movie called Border Radio. Nope. Which actually looked interesting to me because the girl in the um in the in the movie post was wearing a Tex and the Horseheads T-shirt, and I and it might it might have even been Texacala. Um, and I really really liked Tex and the Horseheads, so I was kind of interested. So I'm going to try and find that actually. Border Radio. It's also a bo- uh, um a blaster song called border radio mm. so i'm assuming that's why it's called that that was from 87 so i'm gonna try mm. and find that so number seven was the movie christiana f from 1981 do you know that one never heard of that one either i actually went to see that at the movies when i was in college in manchester that was set in oh, it was a super artsy movie set in berlin so it was almost mm. like a bowie kind of uh kind of movie very artsy um about like street kids in berlin so very dark. So yeah. Um, number six, class of nineteen eighty four. I like that one. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, from nineteen eighty two. So yeah, that's just one of those classic uh, stupid movies. Cheesy right? but fun. Yeah. yeah. Number five must be a Mexican movie. It was called Intrepidos Punks from nineteen eighty three, which I'd mm-hmm. never even heard of. But they, nope. the poster looked cool. Well, a lot of eighties, huh? Yeah, they're all, actually everyone is eighties. Which is interesting. Um, number four was a movie called Out of the Blue from 1980. Nope. Which I'd never heard of. Number three was a movie, uh, was Return of the Living Dead from 85. Really? How yeah. did they figure? You've seen that one, right? Yeah, that's the mall one, right? That's the mall one, yeah. And there were some mall punks in it. Okay. I remember, I remember, mm. I remember the main some punk rockers Seems in that. Like I remember seeing that okay. at the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the top two are, are classics. Number two was Suburbia. From eighty four, yep, which is cheesy but fun, fantastic, but it hasn't aged well. No, um, I tried watching it uh, like last year with my daughter or something, and it starts off okay, but that scene where they're at the gig and they they decide to strip the uh, the poser naked because she's a poser or whatever. And remember, remember, I think like Di was playing or something, and they just decide to like strip her clothes off and like assault her. That just hasn't aged well. If we're supposed to, those are supposed to be our heroes. Mm. Um, well, in that last scene, it's just like they try to use some like effects and stuff. It's just yeah. Anyway, it's when the right. little kid gets killed, you mean? Yeah. 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 Number one was Repo Man from '84. There you go. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah, great movie. A great movie that one. I mean, because it's a good, it's a good movie on its own, but it has a lot of punk undertones, right? Because uh, Emilio Estevez is definitely a hardcore uh, kid at the beginning, and his suicidal tendencies, homemade T-shirt, right? Uh, shirt. Yep. Yeah, it's a that's a great one. I see. I I always look for that streaming, but I haven't found it. If I find that streaming, I would definitely love to revisit that. I haven't seen it for years, dude. A hundred percent. When that came out in '84, I went to see that. That was playing at a movie theater in Liverpool. Um, it was playing for one week, and I went to see it in, like 
like a five o'clock show or something, and it was me and one other guy in the crowd. And that one other guy was uh, Roger Eagle, who was a DJ for Radio Merseyside, funnily enough. Mm. And he was a punk rock DJ and a green mohawk. So um, anyone from Liverpool that's listening will probably know Roger Eagle. So kind of interesting. Yeah, me and him were the only ones in the movie theater for the, for the Repo Man in Liverpool. So See, that's a, that's that's when you do miss the old-fashioned video stores. Of course, you could probably find that. You could probably pay four bucks or something and get it on Amazon. Repo Man, yeah. Yeah, you're right, because I tried to stream it. And you're right, you have to pay for it, I think. Um, There's, it is, the it's a good pay, movie. The problem, with paying, the problem with paying for that stuff is I'm already, I already have like four streaming services that I'm paying for. Yeah, whenever oh, the kids yeah. are like, oh, Jesus, it's terrible, isn't it? Like, yeah, I'm like, no, find something, something we already got. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Like more movies. I mean, if there's like a, a million movies at your fingertips, just find something. It'll be fine. But it's it's amazing how hard it is to find that one though when you're looking for something, right? Well, that's it. You search, search for something, and it's the one thing that's not playing. I mean, I think I've got I've got uh, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime. Uh, oh, geez, what else do I have? I got all those too. Yeah. I have a cricket channel, and you probably don't have that one. And uh, I have one other. <laughs> I don't. Um, yeah, I have one other. I think so. You know, you you save money by cutting by cutting the cable, but then you pay more because you're paying for each of these premium channels. I was gonna say, I'm not sure I'm saving any money at yeah. this point, if we're being honest. Do you, do you have like HBO or Stars or anything? I have HBO Max, but I get. You oh, know, you do. Here's, okay. Here's here's the thing. I share a lot of them. We share a lot of them mm. with our son. We have a son who lives around the corner. Mm. Don't tell anybody. So you just share a login, yeah. Much like, much like Reggie's and their COVID protocols, we follow all the rules, Neil. We follow all the rules. <laughs> well, you know, on paper, like I say, Reggie's following the rules because exactly. they put on that paper, out we there. Follow the rules yeah, they put that out there. On paper, we follow the rules because I'm pretty sure my son has been living out of the house for like three years and still hasn't changed his freaking address. So I think we're still following the rules. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But anyway, all right. Listen, why don't you? What are you gonna play another meteor song, or what are you? Gonna play? I am. Um, I know. I know. I must admit, I was kind of upset that re, uh, that. Uh, it's funny that SLC Punk wasn't on that list. Hmm. Or, yeah, that was a good one. Or Rock and Roll High School. God's sakes! Oh, that, should, that, should, that should be high up there. Yeah, what are these to people all these ones that we haven't even heard of, right? Trial TV. Go fuck yourselves. What the hell is that about? Well, I'd be interested in the the top ten docs because I I actually love a, a punk documentary, man. I mean, even the ones that aren't that good, I usually enjoy. Um, yeah, what's uh, what's one of the best ones and one of the worst ones you've seen? Uh, one of the, I mean, the Filth and the Fury about the pistols is great. That is good. Yeah, I really love, uh, and you you might not share my enthusiasm for this, but I really love that filmage. The uh, Descendants one is really good. I saw that. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, I, I didn't mind. Um, I don't like the Descendants so much. Let I them know it. the Youth Brigade one is really good. There's there's. Lots I haven't of seen that. What is that I one mean, called? Uh, let them know. Huh. I'll have to look up that one. About BYO Records and Youth Brigade. Did you? What's the one? Uh, did you ever watch that CBGB thing? I did. I actually I saw that just over Christmas again. Well, that, I've seen it about four times. Because I, I want to watch it. You know, Alan Rickman's in it and all that. And I, I'm I'm curious to watch it, but I actually have not been through it. It's fun. Don't take it as gospel. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the Dead Boys stuff is great. The worst thing about it is um, obviously they couldn't do CBGBs without the Ramones. But they obviously couldn't get the rights to the Ramones music. Yeah. So they have the Ramones coming on stage in 76, and yet they're playing one of those Joey Ramones solo songs. Uh, <laughs> it's fucking bizarre. 
It's mm. so it's so bad. It's so bad. But um, you know when they see I when they see, get the Ramones music, they just want to pay for it. Or I'm what? I'm assuming that uh, I I don't know if what's it Linda Ramone had some kind of problem with it, or they couldn't pay her enough money or something. But yeah, they clearly didn't get um, didn't get the rights to any of the Ramones music. So I mean, I would uh, think some would be better than none. Yeah, you would think. But like I said, they got the Joey Ramone stuff, so they they clearly talked to Joey's family. But they uh, couldn't clear it with Linda. I'm well, guessing. Well, it's funny because none of those guys. I don't think any of them, unless Tommy did. I don't think any of them had any kids. So, like Joey's brother is his is his guy, right? Mickey exactly. Lee. And, and John, Johnny's Ramone, wife. And yeah. I think like Vera Ramon, like Didi's ex wife or something. So it's man, those board meetings must be something, huh? God damn, that must be a fucking nightmare. I would imagine, right? I mean, Marky's still alive, obviously, and and but like, I mean, they don't let Richie in, right? <laughs> he's on, he's on, he's on the outside looking in. <laughs> he's peering through the window. Yeah, yeah, just like they uh, always yeah. kind of treat CG like a little brother. I don't know, whatever. I yeah, don't know. but anyway, it's, it's anyway, so right. so it's so it's definitely worth watching because it's a fun movie. But because of that Ramones thing, um, but like when you see television getting on stage for the first time, that's actually really well done. And the Blondie stuff is pretty good, even though she's not a patch on Debbie Harry, but um. You know, the, the stuff is in, the stuff, it's, it's an interesting movie. Um, yeah, I, I, I like it. I've seen it like three or four and times. I, Cheetah, I think I think Cheetah Chrome is played by the kid from Harry Potter. It so. is. It is so funny. It is so, he does a good kid. job too. He Even though yeah. he's clearly never held a guitar in his life before. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he does a good job as Cheetah Chrome. Um, and the Dead Boys feature prominently in it. Because, you know, because <laughs> uh, Hilly managed them. So they are featured prominently in the movie. Which is kind of cool if you're a Dead Boys fan like me. So, All right. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, Neil. What's what's up? What's next on the agenda, song wise? Um, actually, you know what? Why don't you play the next song and then I'll play us out with a media. No, song. I want to save mine. For, I'm I want to save mine for last. Well, no, I can I can. Yeah, go I ahead. can, but it was going to be our last segment too. So. Oh, okay. In that case, I will play mine then. Uh, I this... mean, unless it's like so epic that it has to come at the end. Uh, no, it's just very, very offensive. So this was actually off the one of the Meteors. Meteors were actually released three albums in 2021. Believe yeah, they all look sort of cheesy. I wonder believe... if any were any good. Were they well, ha- did they were they selling them on vinyl in there? Or no? no, they didn't have. Actually, Alan reached out to me to buy it to see if I could buy a. They didn't have the only merch they had. They had three T-shirts, two of which I already had, and some patches and a hat. So I felt bad because I didn't buy anything, but I already had. You know, and everything there I would have wanted. There I'm surprised they didn't have any CDs or anything because they're nope, they're nothing. They put stuff out for Cleopatra. I'm yep. just surprised they weren't stocked up with LPs. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So they released three albums in 2021, which is completely bizarre, right? Yeah. Uh, and so I am going to play a song from uh, which album is this? Because, yeah, there was two on Cleopatra and one on something else. Um, so the albums were The Curse of Blood and Bones on Cleopatra. One called See, I think the, the two on Cleopatra, I think, were sort of like a double album just released like half I think time, it was, I yeah, think. I think it was a single CD or something that was released as two vinyl albums. Yeah, so, so well, they, I, think even it, I think even it was two CDs, but it was like a, I think it was just one of those situations where it was like a, I don't know. I, I well, on vinyl, it was two separate albums. So there was Skull and Bones came out first. Skull and Bones Curse came out first, and then The Curse of Blood and Bones came out second. Okay. And then on the Meteor's own album, uh, own label, Mutant Rock Records, they came out with one called Dreaming Up a Nightmare, which was on purple. So that was huh. kind of interesting. Uh, that might have been the one that you that you saw the interview 
thing for, or you you got the promo stuff for? No, it was the Cleopatra one. Oh, it was. Oh, okay. All right, it was that one. Okay. So anyway, I am gonna play Cleopatra a song. Has big, Cleopatra has big like uh, press. Uh, oh, pushes. Okay. They have a lot big promotion. So I'm gonna play a song off of the Curse of Blood and Bones. This came out late uh, 2021, and this song is called "You Used to Be." And um, so the Meteors, even though they started the Psychobilly trend, they always had a problem with a lot of the other Psychobilly bands. Um, like they were always starting stuff with them. And so they came up with the, with the um, anagram OpMap, which is only the Meteors of pure Psychobilly. Um, so um, this song... Pretentious, pretentious yeah, Well, this song is a call out to uh, some of those other bands, I think. So this song, yeah, you will... Uh, You'll be singing along to it in no time. It's extraordinarily offensive. So, yep, this is You Used to Be by The Meteors. Wrong, so go on, do the shit you do. You used to be, you used to be, but you can't get over me. You used to be, you used to be, but you've been forgotten. 
Fucking can't get over me. Um, so there, that was that. Where that was that. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So mm. I really enjoyed seeing them. So I don't know if I'll ever get to see them again. But um, yeah. Maybe but another I, forty years. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. With him being a Satanist and all, maybe. Uh, maybe he will. Maybe he'll for my hundredth birthday, I went to see the meteors again. The funny thing is, his wife. His wife is probably thirty years younger than him. Well, maybe that's what he wasted all his devil dealing. Yeah, with. he put a sp- he put a spell on it. Goddamn it! <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, or, or an anti aging spell. But the funny thing was, he said on stage, he goes, "Oh, we have some, uh, we have some, uh, we have some merch over there. My lovely wife is behind the stage. So if you don't want to look at me, you can at least go look at her because she's worth looking at, or something." As he mumbled nice. in his Cockney accent. Oh, that's very touching. <laughs> Very romantic. Glad to see the home fires are still burning. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was probably out of his mind and lack of sleep and stuff by that, right? So. Gotcha. So, what's your last? Uh, you said you wanted to play. Well, with so the no, last... I was just going to wrap it up with wrap it up with a new segment. Oh, the, the, a new the, segment! The... Holy shit! Well, no, no, no. The same new segment that we've been. This is like the third or fourth installment. <laughs> you jackass. Now, right? <laughs> well, you know, last last episode where it was just two of us, I did our I did the best of friends segment where I. Played a couple. We played a couple Year Zero songs, so I'm gonna go back and I, and I'm gonna actually probably do that again soon too because I have another album I want to highlight. But I'm gonna uh, this. So I'm gonna go back to Best of Spam for this week. Best of Spam. Yes. Best of Spam. Um, oh, hello, cat. Hello, Ivy. Don't bother writing in. Tell us about how your mom used to make you spam sandwiches. We all know. Dude, I got like... a, I got a can of spam in my cu- in my cupboard right now. Really? Yes, I do. Do you eat it? I mean, you're gonna cook it? I. I do. I love it. It's funny. My dad, uh, again, you got to remember. I'm I mean, all... so what are you going to do? You slice it up and you're going to fry it and put it in bread or what? Exactly. So my mom and dad, so, you know, they're, they're World War II family, right? So sure. So grew up with rationing and stuff. All, could... their, all, their, all their meats came in tins. <laughs> oh, everything we had came in tins, God damn it! The, the vegetables, Which we, is amazing, the vegetables and fruits natural... came in tins. The um, amount of natural resources it takes to make a tin can is like crazy, right? So what they used to do um, on the Sunday morning when we'd have a, you know a big breakfast, instead of if we didn't have bacon, sometimes they would just cut up spam and fry spam in the uh, with the you know in the in the in the pan, and we'd have fried spam and eggs, you know, I, instead I, of bacon I don't and hate, eggs. I don't hate spam. No, I mean, it's, it's fine. In the, it's lovely. It's in, the, it's in the ham family, but it's yeah. more consistent, right? Spiced <laughs> ham, exactly, up. exactly. Yes. Anyway, it's best of spam, y'all. Best, best of spam. Next time I come over to your apartment, you'll be like, hey, uh, can I get you guys something? Cup a of spam tea? Sandwich. Spam sandwich. <laughs> spam sandwich. Egg spam and spam. I yeah. mean, do they still have like that key thing to open it? Or do they just have like a pull tab now? <laughs> you know what? Let me, let me go to my clo- my cupboard and look. <laughs> see, see what the spam is in. I wonder if everybody remembers what I'm talking about. There used to be you get, you get like a tin of spam and have this key. And it would be on one end, and you had to like twist the whole thing off, like a like peeling the top off of a convertible or something. Well, yeah, I mean, because you got to remember, right? So cans back in the day, 
Like, you didn't have that ring pull to open them. It would just be a no. can, and you would have to get, like, a can opener and pierce things on either, like, shred it all the way around, right, with a, in a circle. Or you, or you look at, like, those old beers where you had to pull, yeah. like, half the top of the can off. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Or you'd have the... So what t- is it? Is it the key or is it a pull tab? Um, I assume it's a pull tab. I haven't, oh, I, I've I had the spam in my closet for, like, three years. <laughs> well, the good news is it never gets old because it doesn't exactly. have natural in it. All right, perfect, a, perfect thing for a uh, for for COVID because it's always okay, there. So, so I'm actually cheating a little bit with this best of spam because it wasn't entirely spam. It was shared with us on our Facebook page by one of our listeners, one of our female listeners, really our female listener who's like most on the page. That would be Holly, and that would that would be Holly. Yes, good old Holly, Holly Dow, yeah. probably related to Tony Dow from Leave It to the Beaver. Leave it, to the, leave it to the beaver? Leave, is that a porno? Is that a porno version? Leave it to the beaver, yeah. Isn't the older brother's name Tony Dow? Holly, you need to clear this up for us. Well, her, 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 fact, her real name is Holly Johnson, just like the guy from oh, uh, that's right. that's Frankie Goes name. to Hollywood. Okay. Yeah. Is your husband related to Tony Dow from Leave it to Beaver? Anyway. <laughs> anyway, she shared Leave it to the beaver. <laughs> I'm getting a kick out of that Ford, for some reason. Don't you think you were a little hard on the beaver last night? Mm-hmm. Uh... So, this good God! Is, this is a band from I don't know. I think they're from her neck of the woods, which is she's not in like Southern California, right? I think she's in Central California. Or yeah, San, yeah, Central. Because I'm the time I was in Irvine, I was said, oh, uh, you know what? Never mind, leave it. But yeah, right. I don't think she's close to the sun. I don't think she's close to LA at all. Anyway, we don't know. So clear yes. that up. Are, is your husband in fact related to Tony Dow from Leave It to Beaver? And what part of California you live in? Anyway, it doesn't matter. And does he have anything to do with the Dow Jones Index? We want to need that, too. Is he a millionaire? Some of her her friends are in a band called Streets, which I normally would never play a band with a Z replacing an S. But I dig some... Gooligans! (laughs) Exactly. So this band (laughs) is called Streets. S-T-R-E-E-T-Z. Yeah. It's pretty cheesy with a Z. What's the song called? Get Away, right? Get Away, yep. And it's a cool song, cool street punk song. Somebody said, man, I'm sick of this kind of music. And I'm like, you know, I've been listening to a lot of like poppier, smoother stuff. So I actually, I think I need more of this kind of music in my life in 2022. So yeah, we were saying anyway. that last time It's too much pop punk, too much bubblegum. So we need and I like else. pop punk too, but it's, this is, this, I like this gruff stuff too. I like music where you're always threatening to beat people up sometimes. I've heard you like it rough, Tom. Classic street, <laughs> classic street punk where every song is just threatening someone to punch him in the mouth or something. There you go. Anyway. All right. Check this out. This is Streets. Get away. Yes. 
right, everybody? That was the streets with Getaway. Um, yes, yeah, so, so the photograph she sent, there were a bunch of angry-looking young men. Mohawks, and so I don't think they're that young, but okay. <laughs> hey, compared to me, but... man, you got to remember, I had a birthday. I have, I just turned 59. I'm, That's right. Yep, pushing 60 in my 60th well, say, year. Do we, do we retire when you turn 60? Yeah, you know what? I looked at my I looked at the social security statement. I don't get my <laughs> I don't get the full social security till sixty seven. So I got a while yet to go, buddy. No, no, I mean we retire from the Punk Till I Die podcast. Oh fuck no! Pushing? God no! Okay, I got stories out the yin yang. I was just thinking about we'll it on just, the way we'll home just keep tonight. We're doing this until we don't have regular jobs. Then we can just do it all the time. We'll just sit here on social security and tell stories that we can tell the same stories over and over again because our fan base is also aging and we'll forget that we <laughs> forget that we told them yeah yeah that's true exactly oh uh, no I, I i still got good stories i haven't told yet um but i'm glad we're doing this tonight because i had the shittiest day at work just the shitty do you ever have one of those oh, days at work I'm glad i can lift your spirits pal well do you, have, do, you, do you ever have one of those days at work where it starts bad and then it just progressively gets worse thing after thing after thing keep happening i was like did i step up step on a fucking grave today or something or you know neil i told you that i had two cars die in two days right oh that's true yeah i guess that did happen to so you yeah, I, I didn't have a car so i'm on call this week for work so i have a truck i have a work truck so i i'm like scott i was gonna catch a ride in with scott in the morning he doesn't go in quite as early as I do, but no big deal. I'll catch a ride in with him, and then I'll grab the truck, and I don't need it. I don't need my car for the week, right? Right. I uh, everything here is covered with ice. So he texts me, "I'm coming." Okay, cool. I, I decide to walk out on the street to meet him, so he doesn't pull up in the driveway. I get to the end of the driveway, and I just lose my footing, and I go down really oh, hard. Oh right shit! Actually, I kind of went down like with one hand on my lunchbox. I have like one of these soft lunchboxes. I got to work. It's funny. I opened my lunchbox up. I had like crushed my apple like into three perfect pieces, literally split it like a karate chop. <laughs> anyway, th- then I got to work and two more times I had these, I was walking on this ground. I had to work out. I've been working outside this week and it's just like, I can't see what I'm stepping into. So I'll step and I'll have like a drop and I fell, I fell down two more times. Jesus, you old man. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Dude, it's like, it's like I have no equilibrium. And then today I'm getting in my truck and I'm on an icy parking lot and I get to the truck and I put one foot in and the other foot goes, <laughs> I've fallen down four times the last two days. You old fuck. See, you know what it is? It's because well, you... I mean, how many times can I do this before I break a bone? Well, it's, you know what it is? It's because you're doing dry January. Your body isn't used to it. <laughs> You need, you need some like, alcohol. Like I, I don't yeah. have that limberness that would come with overindulging. Exactly. You need some alcohol like the, in you. Like when the drunk wipes out the entire family and walks away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a family with this car and walks away. <laughs> on that note, on that positive note. Yes, indeed. Thanks for thanks everybody for listening. And yeah. we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk to you again soon, I'm sure. Yeah, winding this one up. So, yeah, keep a little, uh, keep a little Paul Fennec in your heart. And uh, we will uh, <laughs> smell you later. And uh, stay free, everybody. Smile later. Bye bye.